Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forrester, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Well, this week, it's not wine. It is spirits. I love them, too, because we're celebrating the Preakness to take place tonight at 6.18 p.m. at Pimlico Racetrack. And with me is John Rusing from Bad Decisions. He is a second-time guest, aren't you, John? Yeah. Glad to be back. And I kind of challenged you to help me do a Preakness official special show. And so we are going to really explore the history and three variations of the Black Eyed Susan cocktail, which is most associated... It is from the Preakness. It was invented for the Preakness. Yeah. Yeah. So something very uh, uniquely ours here in Baltimore, isn't it? So we are going to show this cocktail from its original roots onto the modern day and where you think it should be going. Thank you for joining us on the show. We had so much fun with you last time in doing cocktails that we wanted you to come back because you just have that really fun down to earth you know, attitude that Chris and I, we just gel with that. I'm very uptight. I don't feel that way at all. (laughs) (laughs) We knew when we found out that you did a whole party around bacon that you're our kind of guy, right? Yes. Okay. So here we are. We're not going to have any bacon, but what do you got? Tell me about the origins of the Black Eyed Susan. So the the Black Eyed Susan cocktail, I mean, everybody knows at the Kentucky Derby, you drink uh, mint juleps Mm -hmm. all day in the sun. And that's actually... (laughs) And then pass out. Yeah, I mean, and that's actually a great drink to drink, you know, in the hot sun because it's got all the crushed ice, so you're getting a lot of dilution. Mm -hmm. So you can really put back a couple before... uh, before, (laughs) Yeah. Before you start making really bad bets. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But it is so signature Kentucky Derby. Right. And anybody, you say the Kentucky Derby, people naturally think... Mint julep. julep, Obviously. Yeah. What am I going to drink today? Yep. So uh, the goal of this drink was to have a signature cocktail to go, you know, if you care about horse racing, you saw the Derby, now you're watching the Preakness, what do you drink with the Preakness? You're going to drink a Black Eyed Susan. Okay. So the original one, um, and this drink has changed almost every year since its invention, Um, but so the original one was designed to be a drink that you would drink in the sun, you know, maybe you have your big flappy hat on to keep some of it off, but it's going to be, it's going to be a refreshing drink. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they really wanted it to stay very different from the mint julep. Right, to be our, you know, to be what we were associated right, with. Right, definitely. Um, and so this drink was kind of invented, and it, it looked really pretty, and it was real, it had like all these garnishes on it. Um, I love my garnish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it didn't get a great reception the first year. Yeah, a lot of people oh. said this looks more like a drink designed by uh, a marketing department uh, <laughs> too was, many bells was and it? whistles yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was supposedly a, and i don't know the fact on this but supposedly it was invented by the guy that was in charge of like the catering for, uh, well there you go you know so it's, it was like somebody. a meal in a glass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love those kind of drinks <laughs> also it had a decent amount of booze in it for uh you know a cocktail that you might have a couple of while you're sitting in the sun so i don't know maybe that was part of the problem too, too and many what people. year give me like a historical benchmark here i think it was 73 it was okay. uh what's the horse secretariat okay okay so think, think back to the 70s yeah. okay which you know and there was things a lot were kind of gaudy in this they were and there was a lot of tiki cocktails at that oh, time too so it was okay. big garnishes lots of ingredients 
So instead of, you know, a three ingredient cocktail, you might have a six or seven ingredient cocktail and everybody's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, sure. That's just what we're doing right sure. now. Right. So, what, so what's in the original? So the original, and again, this go, does go back to, a little bit to the tiki theme. Um, you had vodka, you had like aged it. rum. Ooh. So you have two base liquors already, which makes <laughs> it a little weird. <laughs> then you have Cointreau, which so right now we're up Take to three. Take that, Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got three liquors. Um, and then you have your juices to kind of bring it back down a little bit and make it refreshing. So fresh orange and pineapple juice. Yum. Uh, and then all the garnishes. So cherry, orange, lime, and pineapple cubes were, wow. were served in the original uh, in the original recipe. Okay. The funny thing about this recipe is they would serve it in these commemorative Pimlico glasses with all the horses that were racing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I actually have a bunch of them at home, and I didn't bring them because they're really old and fragile at this point. Right. right. You die. can't trust us with them. Yeah. <laughs> We are not to be trusted. But if you make this drink correctly, it does not fit in that glass. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? There's too much booze. All right. So, so I don't know what they were actually putting out on the field that day because the glasses they were serving in, this drink doesn't fit in it. Okay. But, well, you know. we'll post the recipes, too, online. So if folks want to make all three of the variations yeah. we're going to describe today, the original, which you're mixing up right now. That's correct. And I love that. We have one ounce of vodka, one ounce of the aged rum, then we have three quarters ounce of the Cointreau, one and a half ounces of OJ and pineapple equal. And then, of course, the the garnish. Yeah, the all the fruit. fruit jewelry salad. of the cocktail. <laughs> the jewelry of the, the cocktail. The jewelry of the cocktail. The cherries and the orange and the lime. Limes are pretty pricey these days. Limes are breaking my heart right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for At my little. store, they're 89 cents per lime. That's a pretty good deal, actually. Is that a good deal? Yeah. I thought that was outrageous. Because I'm paying like 140 a case. So wow. Wow. every time somebody throws their lime away on their gin and tonic, I cry a little bit. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm a, I love gin Rickies, but I'm going to have to wait on those till the price goes back down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the original. This is the original. You got to get the fruit salad on top here. And <laughs> I then, love it. So, so why wasn't it received well? Just because people felt like it was too fancy for them? May I mean, I'm not really sure. They just said, I think maybe they looked at it and they were like, well, this is just gaudy and silly. Uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> wow. you know. I thought in the 70s that was appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> it was a decade of excess. Right. But maybe, you know, we are known for our, you know, sort of Hunt Valley, more conservative well, set. And so maybe this was a little. to the julep. Right. This is a very different cocktail than the julep. Just, you know, the ingredients, the presentation, the whole the whole shebang. So if you were thinking mint julep and then you got one of these, it is a very different. Beautiful. All right. The original. Okay. So I guess I better take a quick sip. We While we're doing that, we're going to take a quick break, but we're coming back because John Rusing now is going to introduce us to a second variation, which is this year's take. That's correct. The Preakness comes out with a different one every year, as you said. So this year's take of the Black Eyed Susan. We're going to drink that after the break. We'll be right back. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're back with our Preakness edition of the Sipping Point. Later on, we got the big race. But more importantly, if you are going to the Preakness or even just having a party for the Preakness at home, a.k.a. nowhere to drive, I like that, you want to <laughs> have signature cocktails. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're talking about the Preakness signature, which is our Black Eyed Susan. Now, we have John Roosing here from Bad Decisions, our master mixologist, and we just tasted the original recipe from the 70s, all tricked out with cherries and limes and oranges. Uh, it was delicious. 
And we were saying it tastes like the 70s. <laughs> it really does, like a soup dump screwdriver or Harvey Wallbanger. Yeah. You know, it just kind of takes you back. It's strong, but you get the nice fruit in there. It's really, really tasty. Now, you were mentioning that they changed the recipe, and that kind of shocks me because, you know, a mint julep is a mint julep, maybe a little variation here or there. Why would we change the recipe of a classic cocktail every year? Doesn't Does this make sense? I, that's part of the reason I have a big problem with the Black Eyed Susan. And as much as I enjoy the cocktail personally, or at least my version of it, um, when a customer asks me for a Black Eyed Susan, I have no idea what they're asking for. Because <laughs> yeah. every year, depending on what liquor brand feels like coughing up the money to put their name on it, Ouch. Uh, the I guess it's the Jockey's Club. I'm not even sure who decides uh, what the drink is this year. So, mm. And this we sh- did, you know, just for all fairness, we did reach out to... Pimlico, right to their own mixologist to see if they wanted to come and uh, explain oh, themselves. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> they are not here. I, I would have some bonus effect. <laughs> so, They're probably a little busy today. I bet. I bet. All right. Well, this year it looks like, and we're going to explore this year's recipe. Yes. That Finlandia and Saint Germain are the liquor sponsors of the year. So Saint Germain is known in some circles as bartenders ketchup. Because you can, really? you, you, you literally just dump it in anything and it makes it taste better. Okay. So, and the, the flavor, is it elderflower? It's elderflower, but for the average person, it kind of tastes like the honeysuckles you would pick off a bush when you were a kid and you would suck a little bit okay. of nectar out. I mean, yep. that's kind of what the taste of St. Germain hmm. is. Okay. But what it actually does in the cocktail is any fresh fruit, it just brightens the flavor of that fruit. So if you add it with okay. raspberries, the raspberries taste sweeter. If you add it with orange, the orange tastes brighter. So it really is just like a... It's kind of like MSG for cocktails. Mm. <laughs> wow, you're making it sound so yummy. Well, all the, all the good parts of the MSG. <laughs> okay, right. all right. Uh, I do have a bottle at home, and sometimes I'll put it into like champagne or prosecco. Oh, yeah. That's a big. That's where thing. you're getting the uh, the actual elderflower taste out, then rather than covering, you know, rather than having it play with mixed in with the fruit. So in this cocktail, they're using it to really kind of bump the freshness of the citrus flavors. Okay, so you're going to do one and a half ounces of the Finlandia. A half ounce of the St. Germain. So I guess a little goes a long way. It really does, like. yeah. And then you stick with your pineapple juice. But in this case, you, in addition to the orange juice, you have lime juice. Part of the reason they probably did it this way is instead of having to cut all these garnishes, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the Preakness, for all the hundreds and thousands of people that are going to be ordering these, instead of some right. poor bartender having to cut... 9,000 limes so that they can garnish each cocktail, they're just going to add a little squeeze of lime juice into the batch that they're making because they're okay. going to make these and they're going to make these by the gallons ahead of time. Wow. Right. And that's why this is a good party drink too if you're doing this at home for the Preakness because you can make a big punch bowl of this. You don't have to make that's one great. cocktail And punches are huge in oh, the yeah. cocktail world right now, right? Well, just for the ease of doing a quality cocktail consistently from mm-hmm. a large group. Mm-hmm. Every drink's turning out the same way because it's coming out of a big bowl. So know? get out Grandma's Punch Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's back again. Uh, make a, a big centerpiece <laughs> with it. A big drink centerpiece. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about the ingredients. Um, let's go ahead. Let's let's give this a taste and see the difference Okay, and you should, from our previous. You'll definitely notice a difference. And if you guys are drinking along with us at home, if you're making these at home, you will notice a big difference in this drink. Um, it'll be a lot less boozy. Nice. Uh, and these days we are trying to, you know, trying to watch our waistline a little bit. So, and always yeah. speak, for and speak for yourselves, guys. <laughs> it is called bad decisions. <laughs> you know, if you're having a party, if you are, uh, you know, going to the actual Preakness this evening, please use public transportation. Mm-hmm. Take your cabs, your Ubers, whatever you got to do. Yeah. 
to not drive. I've been to Preakness a couple times. I've never been to the grandstand. I've never been to the fancy part of Preakness. Just, I've just only been brow. to the grandstand. Oh, I've never. That doesn't been. surprise me. You're very fancy, and I am not. I am not fancy. I'm just scared of that infield. If I go in there, I may never come out. You should be afraid of the infield. It's part of the fun. Yeah, it's a rite of passage for any Baltimorean. I don't know if I'm I'm strong enough someday. You might need a couple security guards. <laughs> okay, little. Uh, I'm gonna take a little picture let's go ahead and uh give this a little try but before we do why don't you tell folks anything you have upcoming at bad decisions how they can come out get some of your signature cocktails visit you uh what do you have going on here Uh, after today any memorial day specials Um, I don't typically plan that far ahead, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he lives day to day just like us, Chris. I love it. That's the way to go. Okay. I don't like to commit to things. I'm going to hand you over a cocktail. I know some people I talk to listeners all the time when I'm out doing shows, doing corporate events. They don't believe that we're actually drinking on air. But, John. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. We really are. <laughs> that was ice. Drinking a Black Eyed Susan here. This year's edition. Oh, this is really good. Mm. So it's a lot lighter. It, it, the color is actually physically lighter because you don't have the aged rum Ooh. in it. Mm-hmm. And I love the lime juice addition, too. It, it gives a little it. more of a kick. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's all fruit juice Pricey. on the nose. I guess Well, maybe I'm, the lime juice, is that price affected as much as the actual limes themselves? Oh, yeah. But, uh, so if you're doing this right, you're using fresh limes and you're squeezing the limes. You're not buying lime juice. So hopefully that's what they're going to be doing okay. there. I, and I really think, because most of my friends that are... Bartenders, you know, the the high-end bartenders in the city, right. anybody that's not working today at their bar was hired to work Preakness. Really? So it took something like 200 bartenders to pull this event off today. Wow. So pretty much anybody that you so, know So it's not just any old anybody mixing up the cocktails today. It's like some of Baltimore's finest. Yeah, no, they really went out of their way, and they didn't used to do this in years past. They've really found some, like, high-end quality mixologists right. that'll be... It'll be pouring your drinks today, so don't, scoop don't throw a beer up? can at them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, every person on my staff is working somewhere today, wow. whether it's a VIP tent or it's Amazing. at my bar. Or, there you, you know, go. So everybody's kind of somewhere. Well, that's a testament to you <laughs> and bad decisions. That's my favorite quote. Everybody's kind of somewhere. Sober or otherwise, <laughs> they're somewhere. Okay, well, we're going to be right back with John Roosing from Bad Decisions. We're going to drink his personal version of the Black-Eyed Susan in a moment on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're here with the Preakness edition of The Sipping Point with John Roosing from Bad Decisions. We are exploring every avenue of the Black-Eyed Susan. (laughs) The most important part of the race are the cocktails. I agree. Totally. Yeah, the horses I mean, the race is over so quickly. Yeah. But the cocktails go for so long. And your money's gone so quickly from betting on the wrong horse. How much is it for one black-eyed Susan if I go to the Preakness? What, is it like a $15, $20 proposition? Oh, you know, I have no idea. I wonder. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd wager a bet somewhere between the $10, $15 yeah. region. I took my daughter to go see Wicked for her birthday on Broadway. On Broadway. On Broadway. And you know you can drink now at uh, Broadway Place. I might have a reason to go now. Well, I got a Glosmopolitan. Okay, you know, just a little take on the Cosmopolitan with Oz in there. Oh, I get it. (laughs) $17. Wowzers. Yeah. There was a seat upgrade with that, right? Uh, No, but you do get the uh, souvenir cup. Oh, okay. Souvenir cup. You know, got that going for you. Some people collect those. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have yeah. five of them. No, I mean, you know, a couple were my daughter's sodas and a few cocktails for my husband. So There you go. All right. Anyway, here we go. We are talking Black Eyed Susan. We did the original. Yes. We did this year's version because mm-hmm. they change it every year. And you belong to the Baltimore Bartenders Guild, which is the group of all of the top bartenders, mixologists in Baltimore. You guys have lots of different events that go on, um, fundraisers and different just public events. There's a Facebook page for that, as well as if you just go to Facebook and type in um, bad underscore decisions. That's the Facebook and the Twitter for us. Perfect. Uh You put it out to the group, you know, what's your recipe? I threw it out to, you know, my, I guess, uh, the other other people in the group, the other Mm -hmm. high-end bartenders in the city, just saying, hey, there's so many different recipes for this. You can go to the same bar and have two different bartenders make you a different drink. Right. Mm. Because this drink has been made with rum. It's been made with whiskey. It's been <laughs> made with vodka. Sometimes it has peach schnapps in it. Sometimes it doesn't. Last year it was pink and it had <laughs> lemongrass in it. Because, you know, when you think Baltimore, you think lemongrass. lemongrass sure, yeah. definitely. Maybe right. the Black Eyed Susan is a state of mind. Rather than a recipe. Yeah. (laughs) Which makes it really tough if you're the bartender. (laughs) I know, really. So wing it. You came up with what, your ideal version? Is that what we're gonna taste? Everybody when I talk to, you know, all the other bartenders around town, everybody kinda has their version that they like. Okay. Um, It's like crab cakes, right? Everybody thinks they make the best crab cakes. Yeah, Yeah. some more mustard, less mustard. I crumble up saltines, I use bread ink. Yeah. Yeah. For this, especially since you're trying to serve it to a customer that has an idea of what they think it is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our recipes all kind of have the same theme to it. Right. It's a it's a heavy citrus drink. Right. Um, our base spirits, because we are bartenders, they tend to be higher end. Mm-hmm. That, you know, just because if it's what I'm making for myself when I want a Black Eyed Susan, it's going to be a little... You want right. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've avoided the times in the Black Eyed Susan's history where things like peach schnapps were an ingredient. Right. Uh, I cannot even smell that stuff. Raspberry puree was an ingredient or (laughs) quite frankly, I'd rather I'd rather drink what the horses are drinking. (laughs) Water. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Retract that really quickly. Okay, so what's in this in this ideal high-end version you're making? Well, so for me, if a customer comes in and maybe they've never had a Black Eyed Susan or maybe they had it one time at Preakness years ago and they're a little, they don't really remember what it was Mm -hmm. so my version has just like the original one it has pineapple and orange okay balanced for our citrus for a lot of our sweetness uh, and just to make the cocktail what it is i mean the original cocktail was the color of the black eyed susan flower right which is like an orangey yellowish yeah yeah. really beautiful and then i went with vodka because almost 90 percent of the versions out there have vodka in it okay and then I went with rye whiskey. Okay. Because that's your jam. There's well, there's so many sweet ingredients in this drink already. Yeah, you need you a little don't, kick. You do, and you don't need another sweet thing like Saint Germain is in it this year. And so, do we really need the extra sugar on right. top of the pineapple? Yeah. I'm going to so go much. with no. Okay. And also, rye is a very Maryland thing. I it mean, is. Traditionally, this was the spot in the world that made the best rye. If yeah. we really want to make this a Maryland cocktail that we can be proud of year in and year out, I think. It's natural that rye has a place in it. I agree. And since the base liquors switch every other year, you it can, can just do whatever you want. It can be rye. Just it may, maybe next year it'll be tequila. I don't know. Maybe freestyling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Freestyling. Okay, I think you're onto something. Let's see what we got with this one. All right. I'm excited. And garnish wise, you're going garnish with wise, the lime. I'm going back to lime because the original. Because you has, paid all that money, you might as well use yeah, them. Yeah, well, and even though it hurts <laughs> me to use these limes. So the little bit of the extra acid and the brightness of the lime really helps balance the other citrus in there. 
Okay. And then, oh, this looks beautiful. And we will be posting photos of all three versions on the website. And if you like the fruit salad garnish of the original one, you can still throw that in any of the other two. If you if you want to make your drinks all fancy and dress them up, go for it. It's not going to hurt it because you're using the same flavors of the juices that are already in there. Right. Okay. okay. I'm going to give it a little taste. Oh, I like that. Oh, yum. A little, little bit of lime. A little bit Thank of lime squoze in there. Oh, yeah. great. Wow, that's really delicious. I like that the rye's in there. It's not so forward, but you can kind of tell it's in the background. Not the original one with the rum. You could really taste the rum in there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The rye, it just kind of it kind of blends into the back because of the dryness of it. It's yeah. not, whereas the sweetness of the rum was kind of fighting with the sweetness of the other ingredients. This has been so much fun, and we've given folks so many good ideas for Black Eyed Susans. Mm-hmm. I know that. So I hope you're out there enjoying yourself if you're at Pimlico, if you're at home, whatever you're doing. Let's have a toast, guys, to the Preakness. Cheers. John Rusing from Bad Decisions, thank you Clink. so much for coming and sharing all these cocktails with us. We're going to be right back on The Sipping Point. Thanks.